Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. From pond hockey to car shows, St. Ignace offers interesting events year-round. Downhill, cross-country, snowmobiling, and elk? Yes, you'll find them all in Gaylord. Traverse City is ready to host you for a winter getaway, and the RV and camper shows are back. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Glad to be back with you in this new year again as we travel around the state of Michigan via the radio. So really happy that you're with us again this week and you've allowed us into your home or your car, wherever you're listening right now, because we're going to give you some really good reasons to travel this winter and some really good places to travel to as you explore Pure Michigan this winter. So let's get right to it. Let's get into one of my favorite Upper Peninsula places. It really is. It's a spectacular place. And in fact, if you're heading from the Lower Peninsula to the Upper Peninsula, it is literally the first place you're going to get to for most people because you're going to cross that beautiful Mackinac Bridge. You're going to end up in St. Ignace and you're going to find a place that is known for history, for culture, for food, I would argue. And of course, uh, for some really special events. Let's bring in Laura Brown. Laura is the Executive Director of St. Ignace's Convention Visitors Bureau. Laura, it's good to have you on the program. I want to have you kind of explain to people, uh, give us a little background of what St. Ignace is always about, because it's been there for a long time. Yeah, it sure has. We actually just celebrated our 350th um, anniversary as a state. So we are the third oldest continuous city um, in the nation. So we have a lot to offer when it comes to history, culture, nature, and events. I just love the place for a lot of reasons, and you've just mentioned them all in a, a grocery list there. But let's kind of click through some of them. And here we are. It The new year is here. Uh, winter is finally, you know, obviously with us, and we're enjoying it in a lot of ways. Uh, now, you traditionally have a lot of events in St. Ignace, even in the wintertime. You have a big one coming up pretty soon, you know, weather, weather permitting and, uh, you know, COVID permitting and all that. Tell us about your big event coming up soon. So we will be having our 15th annual Labatt Blue UP Pond Hockey Tournament that is going to be taking place, um, like you said, weather permitting, February 17th through the 20th. Um, these gentlemen travel from all over the country. We get them even um, from Europe and, of course, Canada. And 
As far as that event, we are filling up quick. We actually have close to 90 teams. Um, we like to keep it around 200. These are seven person teams. So um, it brings thousands and thousands of hockey players, families, and spectators to town. Now you've moved the event around a little bit over the last couple of years. Where is this gonna be held this year? It'll actually be on Moran Bay. Um, we are hoping for some super cold January weather and light wind. Um, then it'll be right downtown St. Ignace on the bay. We'll be building about 20 rinks down there, but we'll also have a heated tent with food and music. Um, and like I said, people come from all over to play and watch this event. Well, I grew up in a hockey town in Muskegon, so I'm used to watching hockey and big Red Wings fan. This is totally different. Pond hockey is just a different game, and I really like it, especially the way you have it set up. Kind of set the stage for people who have never been there before. So our small town is, um, it opens up that weekend for all of these folks and you can park all over downtown um, right at the Driftwood restaurant and the two ferry lines. They allow people to park and um, you just head out on the ice and we have all of these outdoor rinks that are they're a little different than your the rink you're used to. Uh, we have hay bales along the edges to keep the puck in play, and then we use some um, pallets for the um, actual goals. And people are just walking around and cheering for their teams. You can go in and out of our heated tent. We have lots of good food, and of course, Labatt's Blue um, beer for you. Well, and uh, if I remember it right, you can't elevate the puck, you know, basically, and there's no checking because there's no boards. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, you you uh, have to keep your stick on the ice. Uh, it's a lot shorter. It's um, it's a little harder too with uh, uh, seven people, but um, it's it's a lot of fun. We we have lots of different divisions. So I mean, you can be. Uh, a great player from college or you can be a total um, you know right out of junior high high school uh, hockey player that's only played for you know your hometown school so there's something for everyone the dates one more time it will be February 17th through the 20th fantastic uh, February 17th through the 20th now if you're heading up there for the pond hockey tournament or at any other time of the year this winter or or any other time of the year let's talk about culture and history a little bit because uh, I mean St. Ignace as you mentioned 350 years plus as a town and the Native American uh, story is uh, really, of course, um, widely known in that area as well. And you can explore uh, Native American history as well. Yeah, absolutely. We have a beautiful museum called the Museum of Ojibwa Culture. It has a long tent outside with a lot of um, different attractions and on-hand um, attractions inside and outside. It has Native American art, so there is lots to see there. And we are actually in the process of building a Straits Cultural Center that will house a lot of historical items um, from Fort Dubois. So um, there's, there's a lot to see and do. When it, when it comes to history. We, we also have a traveling indigenous art show every August that's, that's um, very well received. 
Well, I look forward to being there uh, pretty soon. The website is saintignis.com, and our thanks to Laura Brown for being with us today. We head to Gaylord next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Folks who listen to this program a lot hear me talk about how much I love the Gaylord area, so you won't be surprised for me to be talking in that way with our next guest as we bring in Paul Beach now. Paul is the executive director of the Gaylord Area Convention Visitors Bureau. You know, it's funny, Paul, I, I do love the area, but you know, when you think of a beautiful place that is so nature-based as Gaylord, uh, people may be surprised that you do have conferences and conventions and meetings and such. We just recently were together at a, a big kind of outdoor, was that like an outdoor travel writer conference that you hosted? It was called the Association of Great Lake Outdoor Writers, and it's one of the largest outdoor writer groups in the Midwest. So we had 180 to 200 uh, guests, and these are uh, folks that communicate about hunting and fishing and um trapping and all kinds of great door out activities so we just we had a blast uh when they were here at treetops resort we're going to see those results for many years to come yeah i bet that was just a fun group to be with and they loved seeing what they saw in gaylord i'm trying to think if the weather was changing already if it was getting cold i think it was well of course now here we are. The new year has arrived, uh, and the weather has been a little weird this winter. Again, we're getting used to that. But for the most part, your skiing operations in the Gaylord area have been going strong. Uh, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it really does, Dave. Our ski resorts um, have been making snow since before the holidays. You know, they're ready, uh, at the ready with snow guns and equipment. Uh, the minute it hits the sweet spot on temperature, but making snow is a combination of temperature and humidity. So if it's a little lower humidity, um, they can make snow in a little bit warmer temperatures, but the real sweet spot for making snow is about 18 degrees. They can crank it out and boy, um, do they do it. Treetops um, has um, increased their snowmaking capacity by by triple this year and they they can cover their ski hill, literally, uh, Barry Owens, the general manager, told me, in about a week. Um, so, you know, we've got that back up, but Gaylord is in right in the very center of Michigan's snow belt, right between Indian River and Grayling, and that's where we get some of the best snow uh, in the state of Michigan. Certainly has been the case this year. I mean, I was seeing those those snow squalls coming over your area early in the season, and I know they were able to build up a huge base. And even though we've been kind of going up and down here and there, uh, you know, it, it tends to get pretty cold up in Gaylord, even if it's not cold and snowy, you know, downstate, so to speak. Well, Gaylord's got is the most highly elevated incorporated city in the lower peninsula of michigan so we're really blessed to have two ski resorts we have the otsego club which went from a private resort to a public ski resort about three years ago and they have 32 
uh, downhill ski runs that overlook the Sturgeon River Valley, Dave. And uh, the viewscapes there are just oh, yeah. magnificent. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you take the ski slopes at Treetops. They've got 25 runs, uh, three chair lifts, and they have um, also this year doubled the capacity for extreme tubing. Um, they put in another extreme tubing hill, and they improved the lift so that it can service both of those extreme tubing hills. And if you've not done extreme tubing, let me tell you, it is a blast. The biggest problem you have is wiping the grin off your face when you get (laughs) done with it because, you know, uh, it's for guys like you and me, no skill retired. You You just go out there and you have fun it really is fun and and uh, don't be surprised if you get a little elevation there for a minute when you uh you you you're going down that hill you hit a little bump and you might just you know go up in the air just for a, a second gives you a little excitement there you know it, it's it's occurs to me that when you arrive in Gaylord and if you're looking around for the ski hills you're not going to find them not in the, the traditional sense because when you arrive at either treetops or Otsego club you're already at the top of the hill you know, that's the strange right. and unique way. So people who are looking, you know, for those big hills, wondering where they are, that's how high Gaylord is. The whole community is kind of at the top of the hill. It is, and that's a great point. A lot of people, you know, they come into town, they're like, well, where's your elevation? Yeah. And people don't realize as you're driving north, you're slowly, gradually increasing your elevation. It's not until you are driving farther north to, say, uh, Vanderbilt or further north, when you see those beautiful viewscapes about two or three miles north of Gaylord, you see parts of the Sturgeon River Valley and the Pigeon River Valley. So you're you're setting up high to begin with. And, um, you know, Gaylord, people don't realize that Gaylord is the headwaters for five major uh, streams oh, yeah. and rivers in northern Michigan. And that opens up a whole world of really fun unique activities i know uh in the in the spring and summer and fall we have some of the best trout fishing a lot of people don't realize we've got some of the best trout fishing but something that's really unique dave uh and people are going to think i'm nuts uh, when i talk about this is winter rafting on the sturgeon river i knew you were yes, going to go i there. said yep. yes i said winter rafting on the sturgeon river and um, I'd be happy to tell your listeners a little bit about it because the first thing we get is a little pushback. Oh my God, you, you're going to go winter rafting? Um, it's it's like nothing you've ever done. You're not in a canoe. You're not in a kayak. It's not like you're out there splashing around in the summer with a bathing suit. You're on a very safe and secure raft. It comes with a guide. Uh, they take uh, up to groups of six per raft. And it's very safe. You're very busy uh, while you're um, uh, enjoying the scenery. You're busy paddling. The guide is keeping you away from the ice shelf. And you see more wildlife and more things that you'll never see in the summer because you don't have any foliage. So you see hills and valleys and views and babbling little brooks where water comes out of the ground. Uh, and flows into the Sturgeon River. It's breathtaking. And we've had people tell us it's one of the, excuse the pun here, one of the coolest winter things they've ever done. Paul, I have to tell you, my 84-year-old mother, I brought her along to try that experience. She moved here from Florida a year and a half ago. It was the highlight 
of her at least winter, if not the year. And and I, I don't understand how it can't be for anybody because you get in that raft and you're, you're a bit busy, but there are times when you're just sitting there and just enjoying the scenery and just maybe the snow falling. You, you go under these cedars that are kind of leaning over the river and it's like you're in a magical world. It's so beautiful. It really is. And as, and as I talked about too, Dave, you know, the wildlife in the wintertime you know, all of the lakes, um, for the most part, in northern Michigan freeze. And so the wildlife are looking for places to get water. And where are they going to go? They're going to go, go to a flowing river. We have seen uh, just uh, gaggles of turkey. We've seen small herds of deer. We saw an otter one time that mm. had just nabbed itself a uh, fish and was eating on the bank uh, of the river. But it's just so peaceful and quiet. It, it's a great team-building activity. Um, if you've got a small group of um, office managers you want to get together because you're in a fairly confined space and you're working together, there's a degree of teamwork. If you've got a family, if you've got kids that are you know, 11, 12 that can, can sit still in the boat, listen to directions, they love it. And you, you get done and you, it's kind of the sense of, um, and I was a little skeptical the first time I did it, but when you get done, there's this sense of achievement and accomplishment like, oh my gosh, I did it and I can't wait to tell everybody about it. But expert guides, they, they have really great guides on each of the wraps that are telling you, really keeping you safe and, and telling you how, how to maneuver the raft. It's, it's such a blast, but then so is everything else in Gaylord. Downtown, the restaurants, the shops. Oh, man, it's just such a great area. So check it out. Make sure you go to Treetops at Seagull Club. Uh, check out uh, the, uh, the river rafting, snowmobiling, cross-country skiing. Man, they have it all. And great nature preserves as well. For more information, go to the website, GaylordMichigan.net. That's GaylordMichigan.net. And our thanks to Paul Beechnot for being with us today. We're going to head over to one of my other northern Michigan faves for wintertime activities. Traverse City is coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. So we go from one northern Michigan community that I love to another northern Michigan community that I love. And uh, something tells me you love it too. We're going to talk about the Traverse City region now uh, by bringing in Trevor Tkach. He is the uh, CEO, President, Executive Director, I don't know what they call you, Trevor, of uh, Traverse City Tourism. Uh, so Trevor, it's great to have you on the program. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Now, you represent Traverse City, but you also represent, I guess I would just describe it as kind of that whole region because it's such a, a big and important region of the state. Why don't we first talk about kind of the general area that you represent and describe some of these communities as we talk about them? Well, I'd be happy to, and I think that's a common um, misconception of of most who don't work in our industry is that we represent just these uh, small areas that are maybe defined by a border but you know as travelers we know that's not the case mm -hmm. when we look at going anywhere uh, across the globe 
you look you look at a destination for more than just what's in the the city or the county's boundaries you're looking at everything and so yes traverse city tourism works hard to try to tell a broad story uh, of our region because uh, people are coming up here of course to experience the the vibrant downtown and all the amenities of, of traverse city but uh it, it's a postage stamp of a city it's a very small so yeah. we're representing counties uh, not only Grand Traverse, but the surrounding area. So sure, we're representing the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. We're representing the 40 wineries of Old Mission and Leelanau Peninsula. We're representing the beauty of Benzie County and the fishing and the beautiful sunsets out at Frankfurt on the water. So there's a lot uh, a lot to cherish here. And when you when you visit Traverse City, we might be a hub, but there's a lot of spokes that you're going to want to take advantage of. Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately think of a place only for one thing, Traverse City beaches, let's say, mm-hmm. or Sleeping Bear or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's one of the reasons, but there were so many other reasons to visit. And, you know, the cool thing about the Traverse region is it's probably the epitome of a community that demonstrates how beautiful and interesting it can be in every season. Because you do offer something for everybody basically any time of the year. Well, we do. We're not a, a summertime destination exclusively. I think a lot of your listeners probably know us as that. But we are a four-season destination. We embrace that. We've got beautiful transitions uh, of all four seasons. A lot of people have really come to fall in love with the autumn season. It's a spectacular time to come up, especially with the wineries. But as we've rolled now into winter, uh, this is a very special place to be in the wintertime. It's it's definitely got uh, the charm. You know, during the holiday season, there was a lot of hustle and bustle downtown with the shopping and the Christmas lights and all that uh, fun stuff, kind of a sophisticated downtown shopping feel but then you know with all the snow that's accumulated and we've got amazing downhill skiing at hills like crystal mountain and we've got fat tire biking and we've got cross-country skiing and people are still going out to the sleeping bear dunes and experiencing it in a totally different way it's so spectacular to look out over lake michigan from those bluffs and see the you know the fragments of of snow and ice floating it's just a totally different experience in the summertime experience and there's just a lot to cherish in all four seasons but wintertime is one that i probably would say is the least explored time in traverse city but one i would definitely encourage people to try if you haven't done it you really need to see it because we're open all the businesses are still open you're very accessible um and, and it's a di- just looking through this beautiful uh world through a different lens well if you think about it uh, i think one of the most beautiful drives there is is m22 uh kind of like starting in manistee as far south as that and then you go through the kind of that benzie area and then you kind of go through frankfurt and enjoy some things there and then continue on 22 up toward your area sleeping bear and then coming over to travers i mean that's an awesome drive if you're just looking for a drive and then some of the things you can do along the way well, it is. It's a spectacular drive. It's funny as you're saying these words, I'm thinking of our experiences, David. And we've taken some of those trails yeah. in the wintertime. We've hiked out the Empire Bluffs Trail, which is spectacular. And we, you know, further south, as you were explaining, like even starting in Manistee and moving north, you know, the Arcadia Bluffs and all of this wonderful pre- preserved land that the trails are accessible all year round. And the, 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 
the vistas, the panorama of looking out over the dunes any season, but especially in the wintertime, it's just a, a totally different experience. And as the ice, uh, the water starts to freeze and you have these, the ice buildups, you end up with ice caves down on the mm-hmm. shoreline and all these other really cool, uh, you know, um, formations that are a lot of fun for everyone to you know picture great great spots to take selfies and and introduce the kids to a different sort of winter wonderland that's what we do every year is go out and explore these these magical spaces i i can understand why well you know most people are going to know traverse city most people have been there many times and it's a fantastic place let's talk about some of the other uh, communities in the region like um how about frankfurt it's a really cool town and you know, you have Crystal Mountain a little bit to the west, and then, uh, I'm sorry, to the east, and then and then Frankfurt a little bit to the west. Kind of talk about that area a little bit. Well, it really is a hidden gem, and a lot of people discovered it this summer when we hosted the first ever Ironman 70.3 Michigan. Uh, a really uh, unique experience, but really introduced a lot of people who had not been there to uh, an amazing, um, kind of like hidden gem, if you will, of Lake Michigan. Beautiful uh you know um sunsets they've got a a wonderful lighthouse that sits out uh on the break wall and another uh, lighthouse to the north on uh, the the betsy lighthouse which is they're just very special experiences to go uh you know soak in and when you're downtown frankfurt this is a very uh, historic community and the city has very big bones for a mm. smaller quaint town and they've got some really amazing amenities like the garden theater right downtown very which cool. is a fabulous theater that's been completely redone uh, i had the opportunity to go there during the holidays for their holiday gala how very special and with all the wonderful restaurants and attractions right downtown it's you're you you'll, you'll be shocked by the mm. experience i would highly encourage anybody heading north you know, to dip your toe in Frankfurt, you won't be disappointed. No, it's really cool. Well, of course, right next to the theater is Storm Cloud Brewery, and a uh, great place for food, for craft beer. You're going to love that little town. Uh, now, Crystal Mountain is well-known by skiers. In fact, you know, my son virtually learned to ski and snowboard at Crystal Mountain and Cannonsburg and Grand Rapids. Uh, it's just a tremendous place. I mean, it's a community of its own. It is. It's a very special resort, and you know there's a there's a lot to do there for for all walks of life. You know, you don't have to be an avid downhill skier to find joy in Crystal Mountain. They've got an amazing spa. They've got, as I was saying, the fat tire biking and cross country skiing. One thing that I discovered a couple of years ago, David, I think you might have been at this. I got on the fat tire bike and I rode. There's a distillery called Ironfish, not oh, yeah. too far away, maybe three miles away, and I'd never done fat tire biking quite at that level. And it was such a cool experience to go ride the bike over to uh, the distillery. You know, they create all their own spirits with local ingredients, and then they all they have a wonderful restaurant there too. And so I enjoyed the, the beverages and the snacks, and I uh, was still able to make my way back on the bike. So I was really proud of myself that day. It was a very special experience. Well, I think Crystal has really found this this little niche of having this almost like Alps um, small community feel in uh, their little campus they have there. It's really, really, truly special. And, of course, you mentioned uh, the Iron Fish and the other fun things in that area as well. Let's kind of head back downtown Traverse City. You were talking about the theater in Frankfurt. You have some beautiful performance spaces in Traverse City as well. 
Oh, we really do. And I'm so pleased to see that our state theater downtown with the beautiful blinking marquee and the newer Bijou Theater over by the Clinch Park Beach are both open once again, which is great. Um, there was a lot that we needed to get through with that, with COVID and some other repairs that needed to be made to the theaters. But it, these are spectacular, award-winning theater. The State Theater that was reopened by Michael Moore uh, just a few years back is still a spectacular experience. And the movies uh, are always going on downtown, which is one of the many draws. Of course, we've got fabulous dining. Uh, Amical, my favorite restaurant, right next door. And then Red Ginger, maybe my equally as favorite. And Sorolina across the street, there's all these really great uh, dining, foodie experiences. And then the shopping. Even even after the holidays, you know, you, you can go down and probably find even better deals uh, this time of year. So uh, a fun place to explore, whether you've been there once or 100 times, it's always got energy. It's always a lot of fun. Absolutely true. In fact, uh, I love the uh, meals downtown as well, the performance spaces. And, you know, City Opera House, fantastic for live performance. The last time Trevor and I, I think we're in downtown Traverse together, we're to see... Tim Allen. That's too long ago, Trevor. We need to find a way, an opportunity to, to get together soon. And we will because we're going to head to Traverse City. You should as well. Here's the website to find out more. It is TraverseCity.com and I uh, want to recommend you check it out this winter because it is equally as impressive at wintertime as it is in summertime. Just fewer people. So check it out today, TraverseCity.com. And our thanks to Trevor DeCotch for being with us today. We're going to change it up. We've been talking about outdoor experiences. We're going to think about summer camping next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We've been talking about how great it is to be outdoors at this time of the year in Pure Michigan. I really do love winter. Honest to goodness, I love the snow. I love almost everything about winter. Uh, I have to admit, I don't like freezing rain. Who does? Because you just can't do anything with that. But there's something really special about this time of the year in pure Michigan. And it, it, it's kind of like one of those things, the farther north you go, the usually, it, the better it gets. It just, it's so beautiful in our resorts. It's so beautiful in the upper peninsula of Michigan at wintertime. But you know, it gets me thinking, it's beautiful in these places all throughout the state any time of the year. And one of the things that differentiates Michigan from the rest of the country, and I, I would argue much of the world, is that we do have this this great variety of places, of people, of experiences to offer, and four seasons to enjoy them in. So here we are talking about skiing and such, but we're going to kind of move forward a bit on seasons, and we're going to think about something we love to do in the warm weather season, and that is camping. Camping either in a tent or maybe in an RV of some sort. Uh, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about planning for that time of the year because those camper and RV shows are about to start to uh, show up in your community pretty soon. So let's bring in the brand new president and CEO of the Michigan Restaurant and, uh, I'm sorry, the Michigan Association of Recreational Vehicles and Campgrounds. Let's bring in John Lindley. John, I almost, uh, I almost uh, got you in the restaurant, restaurant world. world. 
Hey, that's no problem, Dave. Thanks for having me. I'm sure that my friend Justin over at the Restaurant Association yeah, there you go. it at all. Yeah, we, yeah, we both like Justin as well. He does a great job for the restaurant group. But here you are in your new role um, in the kind of the RV world, and, uh, and you have an interesting background. Let's first off find out a little bit about you, and then let's talk camping, and let's talk about some of those, so, Joes. So, uh, John, uh, fill us in. What have you been doing prior to uh, taking this new role? Well, thanks, David, and thanks for having us on the, on the show today. Um, I joined the MARVAC just a, at the beginning of October, not more than, um, not quite three months ago now. Um, but prior to that, I spent the last roughly decade in a consultant role with MARVAC and, and other associations. I was with the um, Government Relations and Legislative Affairs Consulting Firm, Public Affairs Associates in Lansing. So I've got a lot of history of working with the organizations and the industry that it, it does such a great job in representing. Fantastic. Well, you know, that's a big part of, um, you know, an association um, job is uh, advocating for that industry and you and Bill, who you're, you're uh, uh, going to be replacing when Bill retires and Darren and everybody does such a great job over there to represent this RV world that's so important to Michigan. I think people would be surprised to learn how important, you know, this industry is to the state. I have uh, no question when when you look at some of the numbers and look at some of the trends people probably don't quite realize just how big of a deal it is you know if you talk to our friends over at Eagle um, uh, within the, the state of Michigan there's roughly 1300 campgrounds that are licensed in the state of Michigan and the economic impact um, you know the the latest full year numbers that we have on that are are from 2019 um, but we're talking about roughly a, a three and a half billion dollar uh, economic impact in Michigan on, on RVs, the manufacturers, the campgrounds, the sales, the service, all the way, f you know, from beginning to end. Well, and also, when people come into the state from other places to go camping, because we are known as one of the best states in the country to go camping, whether you're, you know, tent camping or RVs or using a cabin or something like that, we are known quite widely as one of the best places to camp. It changes people's perception. If people might have a negative perception about Michigan, they come here, they check it out. Before you know it, they've fallen in love with this state as much as we have. No question. And one, one of my favorite personal experiences, Dave, is, is to see the look on somebody's face who sees one of the Great Lakes for the first time. Um, oh, yeah. they, they've never seen anything like it before. And, and that, that's such a great reaction to witness. We set up a, um, uh, a group of travel riders in an RV one time, and we had them drive from place to place. Not very long. We just wanted to give them that experience. And uh, just like you, John, I remember um, hearing about their first view of Lake Michigan. And, you know, they hear that you can't see the other side, but they just don't believe it because there aren't very many big lakes in Europe, all of Europe. So you're right. It just changes their perspective about everything. Now, speaking of perspective, uh, right now, as the snow is flying up north, and let's hope in many other places around the state, because snow at this time of the year is gold, if you know what I mean, uh, really does bring a lot of business into the state as well. We're also starting to think about the coming spring, summer, fall season, that really great time of the year for camping. And for those folks who are looking for some camping ideas, some tips, maybe they want to see the new RVs, you have some uh, some great shows coming up soon. We, we sure do. And we're so excited to be opening the doors to those shows again after a, a bit of a, of a hiatus um, from that type of activity. Um, come uh, February 2nd, 
um, will be the return. It's this year's the 56th annual Detroit RV and Camping Show. Marvac is, is going to be hosting again at the Suburban Collection Showplace again February 2nd to the, to the 6th. And, and we couldn't be more excited. We're going to have uh, about 10 dealers, um, which will include well over 300 units from pop-up campers to the, the large Class A motorhomes uh, and everywhere in between. We'll have roughly 60 exhibitors on campgrounds and RV parts and services, financers and other suppliers included in that and, and truly couldn't be more excited about returning to the show season. I'm looking forward to uh, checking out the shows. I tell you what I, I most enjoy about that is just kind of wandering around and looking at the vehicles, being able to get inside in one of those RVs, um, you know, the, the ones that are kind of attainable for me, you know, the you know kind of smaller units, but also those fancy ones. It's just fun. Without a doubt. And, and that's one of the great parts about the experience at one of these shows is, is there, there's really twofold. Number one, for the interested buyer to come and, and talk to different dealers and figure out where where their market may be for, for a, a new unit, their first unit, or maybe an upgrade unit. Um, I'll use my family as an example. We have a, a great pop-up that we use when we go camping, and, and I've been thinking about maybe upgrading to a, a hard side travel trailer. Um, but then the other side of things is, is those dreams, right? The, the ability to take a look at a four or $500,000 Class A motorhome and, and what, that, what that type of lifestyle looks like. It, it does look good. I don't know if it's for me, but it does look a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, just being able to, to see kind of the new amenities that they offer. Uh, and I tell you, I really like those little teardrop campers that are coming out. They're so efficient. Everything in, you know, a small little space. It's just a cool thing. And over the years, Bill Sheffer and Darren Ng have introduced us to these, um, these new campers and RV units as they've been coming out. So opportunities to see these units in person coming up. Why don't you share the location and dates again for the Detroit show? And then I don't know if the other shows are firmed up yet. Absolutely, and, and thanks for that, Dave. The Detroit show again is February 2nd through the 6th at the Suburban Collection Showplace right there in Novi, right off of 96. Um, the, that's followed about a month later, March 3rd through the 6th, uh, with the Battle Creek RV and Camping Show, which is at the Kellogg Arena there in Battle Creek. Um, and then we move to the east for the 27th Annual Port Huron RV and Camping Show, which is from March 10th through the 13th at the Blue Water Convention Center um, right there on the river in Port Huron. After that is, is the Flint RV and Camping Show at the Dort Federal Credit Union Event Center in Flint, uh, 45th time that we've presented that from March 17th through the 20th. And then we wrap up the show season uh, on March 25th through the 27th in Northwest Michigan at the Grand Traverse County uh, Civic Center up in, in Traverse City. Yeah, I've been to a couple of those. I can't wait to check out some new ones as well. So we'll look for it, the complete schedule, at the website, michiganrvandcampgrounds.org. And our thanks to John Lindley from Marbeck for being with us today. And that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan today. I can't believe it's already wrapped up, but it is. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.